Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the show, we have Kat Harris. She's a Brooklyn-based online educator, digital content creator, And she co-founded The Refined Woman and is host of The Refined Collective podcast. She's also a full-time photographer, and she's spent a last decade working from home. So today we're talking about working from home. Spoiler alert, she comes with lots of ideas after having a decade of experience. She breaks down some tried and true techniques that you guys might have heard of, but really gives you some nice flexibility for you to pick and choose what's going to work for you right now. We understand that time and space is a little bit different these days, but I definitely know that you can steal some ideas from today's episode and tweak them to work for you in this little weird bucket of time. And then when things change again, you can try to add on a couple of more of the techniques or strategies because it all comes from a place of like really respecting your time and your energy specifically like that creative and spiritual energy and talking a lot about what needs to get let go and how can we actually work through that and do it. So hope you find this episode helpful and maybe get a little bit more easy breezy in your day. Hey, we are super excited to have you, Kat. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, ladies. How are y'all doing? Good. Good. I'm on my fourth or fifth cup of coffee. I've I saw it. You have a fancy cup, too. I've, I've switched now to espresso, and so this episode should be great. It's really great. <laughs> like um, all hopped up on caffeine. <laughs> if I start talking like 10,000 miles an hour, then that's why. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited to have you on today because I think not only is this episode topic going to be really timely for people who are maybe going through working from home for the first time ever right now and listening, but I think a big part of our audience has maybe exercised the muscle of working from home for the past many, many months and years. And their reality has shifted a little bit. Maybe they like sometimes leave for a part-time job or they have the kiddos at home, or there's a surprising amount of people in our audience who are like getting their master's in something or finishing up school. And they're like, actually learning and doing homework on the side of trying to be a human and sometimes a partner, sometimes a parent Mm -hmm. and running their business. And what I thought really was interesting about the way that you wanted to kind of shift this conversation today was you're an extrovert, which is not what we are at all. And I've been hearing from a lot of my extrovert friends who are kind of slowly dying right now. Mm -hmm. And the whole self-isolation thing definitely adds a a new layer to that and yeah. a special piece of this puzzle. But I would love to hear from from the people who we really don't talk to that much, our extroverted friends and family. <laughs> What's working from home like when you don't have colleagues and stuff? 
Yeah. Well, it's funny. I am an extrovert, but I live in a crazy city called New York City, even Mm -hmm. though I've currently been in Texas now for five weeks. And I think the reality is no matter what personality you have, like we ebb and flow with what we need and with what brings us life, with what brings us rest. And something I did not know until I'm like obsessed with personality tests. So I did like a eight hour Myers-Briggs workshop one time. And when you are in stress, you often can operate out of your opposite. Mm -hmm. So like adjusting from being around people a lot or just being around, even just me being in the hustle bustle of New York to now being in Dallas for a while. I think it's just important to acknowledge that like, you're probably feeling a lot of feels right now, (laughs) whether it's, wow, I, I don't have a lot of energy right now, or maybe I feel a little depressed or why the heck do I feel tired all the time? Or why am I not as productive? Or why do I feel like I just need to run 15 miles every single day? Mm -hmm. I think the first and foremost important thing is just to acknowledge where you're at, like, listen to your body, like pause and say, like, what am I thinking right now? What am I feeling right now? what are the sensations in my body that are coming up for me? So often we like live in our head, right? Like, Mm -hmm. well, this is right. This is wrong. This is logical. These are the things I need to get done. Like here's how to be productive, but we're like mind, body, spirit. So I think before we even like approach, what is it like to work from home? It's like, what is it like to be in my body right now? (laughs) (laughs) What is it like to be in my emotions right now? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, that has been super helpful Mm -hmm. because you would think I'm an extrovert. I'm probably going crazy working at home. However, I have been working at home for 10 years. So I have like systems and structures set in place to really help me thrive in that. Mm -hmm. Now there are days when I'm like, oh, it's 12 o'clock and I have done 10 TikToks and <laughs> like Zoomed with 10 people. Like, let's get to work. So yeah, that's, I think it's just important to kind of acknowledge like, okay, what's coming up for me? How do I feel? And then from there, what do I need and how can I set myself up for success? And so for there, from there, I think we can kind of like start getting into like the nitty gritty of like, what are practical things that I can hang my hat on? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so easy to go down this rabbit hole, especially when this started. I felt like this desire to just, I was trying to rebel against what was happening to me and like, oh, we'll just get through it. If I power through, all of a sudden we'll be on the other side and things can go back to normal. And I was saying a lot of things to myself that I thought were trying to make me feel better, but Mm -hmm. I think were preventing me from like settling into a new normal. And I even hesitate to say that phrase because I said it to a friend and she's like, no, you need to say that phrase. And I was like, really? Are you sure? Because I just was a part of me was hesitant to accept that this could be this way for an Mm -hmm. unforeseeable amount of time. Yeah. But once I did that, I did notice that a couple things shifted and that I was able to more emotionally stabilize. Mm-hmm. But I still can tell, and I'm I'm saying this to everybody in the room, that like if you're not mindful of the anxiety or the stress that's potentially coming on, I think you can still exhibit that through physical issues. So like 
even though I'm more emotionally stable, my neck and my back have oh hurt God. more than they have in a long time. I went through that the first like two weeks too. And I was like, am I sitting weird? Is it like, is this I'm happening? trying to work from the couch. Like someone who doesn't know what she's doing. All right. I know. I know. And so I, I'm like, I miss my chiropractor and my really? massage therapist and I'm falling apart over here. But like, I think it's important that we acknowledge ourselves from like a whole person. And it's really easy to like, oh, I'm working from home. That means I'm only talking about how I work. But it's like, how do you sit? How do you yeah. eat? And like, are you doing the proper things to take care of yourself so that you can mm. be more effective and more productive? But you've been working from home longer than I have. It's only mm. been five years for me, which feels like my whole life. I can't quite imagine being double that at that point. But I'm curious, now that you kind of do have that routine, do you feel like you adjusted your routine with everything going on? Or did you try to keep it as even keeled as possible? Yeah. So I feel like there's some basic structures and rhythms that I implement into my life just to set me up for success on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly way. And so I would say in that regards, like I have kept those, which I'll, I'll share those in a minute. And alongside that, I've also shifted because mm -hmm. I think we're in a really unique time where the planet is on pause mm -hmm. and that's really unique. And I don't want to miss the growth opportunity in this. So yeah. you mm -hmm. say, you know, this, well, is this our new normal or, you know, people talking about normal. I think a question we can ask is up until this point, what has been working for me mm -hmm. and what hasn't been working for me? Yep. What patterns in my life, in my work life, in my personal life, in my health and wellness in my spiritual life, what areas are thriving mm -hmm. and what are things that I'm doing? What are behaviors, patterns, belief systems that aren't serving me and that aren't working for me? Because for me, if at the end of all of this, I blink and I just did the same thing, mm -hmm. like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is known as the <laughs> insanity cycle. Mm -hmm. So I really, really want to give space in this time to be like, all right, what wasn't working? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <it> <laughs> and like, how does it feel to have an interruption? Because yeah. we only change when we get out of the comfort zone and when we yep. interrupt patterns. Well, as a planet, we're having some pretty big patterns interrupted. And so am I doing things the exact same way that I was doing when I was working from my Brooklyn home for the past seven years? No, I'm not. I'm not working as many hours right now. I'm not quote unquote as productive, but I am really using this time to reflect and ask myself some hard questions yeah. instead of like, how can I be the most productive human in the planet? Yeah. What's the lifestyle I want to have? Where do mm -hmm. I see myself in five years? Is what I'm doing right now setting me up for success in that way? Right. If, right. it, if it's not, then what can I do to take responsibility and shift that? Yeah. I think one of the really helpful things I saw early on, because I was kind of in the similar headspace where, you know, just like a lot of parents out there, you went from having amazing childcare or at least some to literally none. And I just had one kid coming home and she's easy and great and all of the things. 
And it's still hard and it's still a huge eye opener and it's a huge mindset shift and you do have to change your expectations. I think I tried in that first two weeks to fit everything that I used to be able to do into the same time frames and bubbles and exact days and windows of time that I did prior. And I was just like kept coming up against wall after wall after wall. And I finally not only had to let go of that expectation, like that's just literally not my reality right now. And that's okay. But being the Enneagram three <laughs> that I am, I began and it took me a couple of weeks to see this, but I began to start to look at this challenge the circumstance that we're in right now to kind of ask those kind of questions of like, okay, if she's home all the time or not, what did I like about my schedule before? What did I not like? And if I can try to be just as successfully productive, I might not check all the same boxes, but if I feel good about the work that I did at the end of the week, if I can still say that, what then of this new reality can I keep a newer version of life when things change yet again and isolation shifts a little bit or things look a little bit differently and maybe schools open back up this summer. I don't know. But it's really interesting that I don't want to necessarily go back to the exact schedule that I had before because I am seeing a new version of myself now that I like. And the part of the conversation that helped me kind of recognize that was like a lot of people are saying, yeah, right. Try to be productive or recognize your reality or do whatever. And you're trying to wrap your head around that. But as a world, a collective, on top of everything else that's been thrown on our plate, we're also going through a pandemic that we have never gone through before. And it's emotional and it's hard and there's a lot of shit happening. And so I think we're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't let ourselves be in that a little bit and feel in that a little bit. And yeah, if it has to take away from our productivity or the things that we're having before, that's going to happen. But it's not just like, oh, you were let go and now you're home, which is a whole deal in and of itself. You were let go and now you're home. And also, here's this other thing that's happening. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we, I say we, I mean, I, I mean us, I mean, yeah. I think especially in the Western world, we hate feeling uncomfortable. Like. <laughs> any, is it awkward? Let me avoid it like the plague. I don't want to talk to that guy. It might be awkward. If something feels uncomfortable, whether it's like doing squats or Mm -hmm. being in a situation that you don't want to be in, we're like, let's avoid discomfort as much as possible. Now, discomfort is different from pain. We don't want to like be running if we have a torn ACL. But I do this workout class and they constantly talk about what we repeat, we strengthen. And that's the same for, well, yeah, if I, you know, do 25 pushups and I do that over and over again, I'm going to get stronger. And if I tell myself in my head every day, like being working from home is stressful, being, I will never have the breakthrough I want in my business. If Mm -hmm. I have to juggle being wife, parent, entrepreneur, all the things, then we are strengthening that narrative. And then everything that does or doesn't happen becomes evidence as humans. We're like evidence gatherers because we're all storytellers. So Mm -hmm. we're like, here, let me tell you, let me get you into (laughs) my story that I've created for myself. And so right now we have an opportunity to learn and grow and sit in discomfort. It might feel uncomfortable to be balancing work, 
personal life all I like my bed's right there. I have my desk right here. That's not normal for me. And instead of just chomping at the bits to get out of discomfort, what if we sat in discomfort and saw, wow, what's the beauty here? How can I grow here? Because also if you want to grow, you have to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. growth doesn't happen if we were working out like you're not gonna get stronger if you're like i don't i just i just don't do push-ups and that's (laughs) what i say i hate push-ups but growth happens in that discomfort and it's getting comfortable with the uncomfortableness discomfort wow whatever is the proper english word for that (laughs) and then also realizing like with everything and they say this in my workout class that i do they say and now it's over Discomfort is temporary. It. It's, it's yeah. not always going to be like this. So mm. what can I take from it? What can I learn from it? And how can I move on as a more whole human? Yeah. Well, and I think in those seasons of trying to break that comfort cycle, we tend to like have automatic responses to this situation. And regardless if this is something you've been doing for a long time or this is brand new to you. You were forced to be in this situation, whether you are working from home from a more corporate job or you were let go, whatever the circumstance, I think we have this tendency to go down a certain path. And when we had that disruption, it could break a pattern that we might've previously had. So I noticed you mentioned, and I know you have a strategy around this, that we tend to either overwork or underwork in these situations. I have been both versions of this at various Uh points in my work from home lifestyle. The other week, my... My phone usage, let's just say on social media. Uh, it's so, it's so condescending. Like, I don't Can need you, you to tell me how much no. time I've spent on social media. Like, quit telling me if I'm watching. Mm-mm. I'm like, I never used TikTok until two weeks ago, and now I use it 13 hours in a single week. And how dare you phone remind we me? We have our nighttime TikTok routines now. We both lay in bed with our AirPod in and just cracking up at our phones. And then oh, yeah. we just have our night nighttime ticky talkies. I'm like, I don't do it all day. I save it. I like save uh-huh. it. Anyway, it's fine. So if oh, we have... If we're pulling ourselves into this overwork or underwork situation, we're realizing it's becoming unhealthy. Like, how do we pull ourselves back into like a more, I don't like normal, but like a healthy routine? Yeah. Well, I believe that structure creates freedom. So we want to feel free, whole, grounded in our lives. And structure creates that, which for like a lot of like the loosey goosey woo woo type is like, do not confine me. But if you want to be an artist, the first thing to do to create is you need a canvas. That's a boundary. Like structure creates the freedom to create, to imagine, to vision cast. And what I noticed for myself when I work from home is what was happening for me when I first started was like, I would either work 14 hours a day because Mm -hmm. I care about it. I love my business. I'm so passionate about it. And you get like inspired and you blink and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's been 14 hours and I didn't eat today. Mm -hmm. And that can be super common to get into when you start working from home, especially in a time like this, because you're like, well, I have nothing else better to do. So I might as well keep working. On the flip side, you know, working from home, it's like, Oh, I'm going to like turn on this Netflix. I'm going to turn on Tiger King right now while I'm answering my emails. And then three hours go by and you're just like, 
all you've written are Tiger King quotes to your <laughs> boss and your colleagues. Or it's like, yeah, oh, Tiger I'll just King check things. Instagram. And then mm-hmm. three hours later, you're like, oh my gosh. But because you've been doing stuff, you feel like, oh, maybe I was productive today when really you probably spent 10 hours on your phone or mm-hmm. you worked for 30 minutes while scrolling through emails, scrolling through Instagram, cleaning underneath your bed to avoid that one task Mm -hmm. that you don't want to do at work. So I think when we create structure, it allows us to really track our progress. And then I can say, all right, how much do I want to work? For me, I really try to, I cap it at 40 hours. Right now I'm working less than that. But normal work week for me is like, I want to work 40 hours. So here's what I do. Mm -hmm. Number one, I get up and I leave my bedroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny because right now I'm like, in my bedroom with my little setup. (laughs) But as if you can, do not work from bed. Do not open your eyes and grab your phone and check your email. You're instantly putting adrenaline and cortisol through your body. So separate your work and your personal life, even in that closed quarter space, leave your bedroom. Number two, get dressed. I mean, I'm not that fancy right now. I'm in yoga pants and a denim shirt, but there's something mentally like the physical represents the spiritual and it also represents what our intentions are. So if I'm just like in my pajamas and I'm just like rocking the sweatpants, listen, there's a little, there's a grace area in this season for like owning those sweatpants a little bit more, but it does something to me mentally to gear me up to be like, all right, I'm dressed. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for this day. And how like, Three, then set up an office space. So whatever it is, even though right now my work is in close quarters, I have a area, a corner of my room, like this is where my computer is. This is where I work. And then when I'm done, I close my computer, I go downstairs and I'm not working anymore. Because especially as an entrepreneur, creative entrepreneur, or someone that has a full-time job and side hustle, you can always be working. But we need rest. Like rest rejuvenates us. Rest gives us new ideas and creativity. And then I would say one of the biggest things that has been supportive for me to track my work and my productivity is by using a block schedule. So I just have kind of looked at my weeks and said, all right, whether it's 8 to 9 a.m., that's when I do emails. I do emails from 8 to 9 check in maybe 12 to 12.30 and then 5 to 5.30. Because how many of us check our phones mindlessly and scroll through our email and we're like at the grocery store or we're with our kid or we're right before a yoga class starts and it's like, you can't answer that right now. Why are we addicted to checking it? It just creates that extra adrenaline through our bodies. So really create that structure of when in your days do you want to be checking emails? For me, I'm in the middle of a book deadline. So Monday through Friday from like 9am to 1pm. That's when I write. So my phone's on airplane mode. And I'm uninterruptible in that time to protect that time. And then I'll say, all right, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, I record podcasts from 1pm to 3.30pm. And that's when I do it. And so then you can kind of look at your week from a holistic perspective and be like, all right, colleague, friend, peer, whatever, boss, like, here's when I do these things. Mm -hmm. And then within that, you can also schedule rest. So schedule Take your hour lunch break or take 45 minutes, get up from your computer screen, sit somewhere else, go on a walk, do something and really honor that because we are humans, not robots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then a huge thing just to get super practical that's really helped me 
is using something called the Pomodoro method. And it's a productivity method where you work 25 minutes straight without a break. So Mm -hmm. that means like turning the G chat off, turning the iMessage off, turning social media off 25 minutes straight of uninterrupted work, and then literally getting up from your computer and putting on a timer for five minutes, doing whatever you want in that five minutes, you can run around naked or <laughs> TikTok. Look, at, look at that new TikTok or step outside, get a coffee. And then after that five minutes, another 25 minutes. So you repeat yeah. that four times and then you take a 15 minute break and then you repeat the Pomodoro. So why I love that is because, yes, it's giving you these like shorter breaks, but when we're just working nonstop without stopping or eating through our lunches, we're not setting ourselves up for a sustainable pace long term for work and productivity. Whereas Mm -hmm. when we give ourselves breaks throughout our day, then it's like, all right, maybe one day you can work 12 hours and have no break. You do that three days or a week or a month in a row, you're going to be burned out and hitting a wall. So really like scheduling those breaks. And then when you're done with work, put it away. If there's anything I can encourage someone who is working from home or this is new to them, or you've been doing it for seven years, however long, like keep and protect your normal work hours and put it away. Yeah. I practice at least one day a week with no social media and no emails where it's I'm completely unplugged because a it reminds me I'm not the God of the universe. (laughs) Like (laughs) if I take a day off, like Mm -hmm. my business doesn't crumble and I need it. I need it. And also it's, in my opinion, not super professional to be sending emails at midnight. Right. And if you don't want people reaching out to you and expecting things from you at midnight or 9 p.m., then you honor that boundary for yourself and for others. Like Boundaries 101 is we teach people how to treat us. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I do want to add a giant caveat to this, though, in the sense of right now, as someone who has a kid at home, none of that is realistic. Love the ideas for a long-term plan. And I want to encourage our listeners to steal what you think you can implement right now. But if all of that, you're like, 25 minutes of uninterrupted time hasn't happened in over 45 days, then like ignore that piece right now, because that's not my reality either. It literally cannot happen. Change your expectations for this short term But the lessons that I still want you to take from that are those boundaries. Now, there are sacrifices that I have made for my schedule that normally when I have childcare, my kid goes to school, I value my 45 minute to hour long lunch breaks. Like Abby and I like take them hardcore. I sit outside, I take a walk, I eat my food. Now I'm sacrificing that to work through lunch or have a 10 minute lunch break so I can be a little bit more productive because that will make me feel better than a 45 minute lunch break. However, I don't sacrifice that time right now at dinner. So like my husband comes home from work, he's working an essential job right now, so he's not here. It's me and my kid. We're prepping dinner. So 4.30 to bedtime at 7, 7.30, I'm not on my phone. I can't check work notifications. I can't answer the phone because I've tried to do both and it makes me violent. I want to be there for my family. I want to cook. I want to do these things. That window for our listeners might be breakfast. It might be lunch. It might be in the middle of some random day where your kid is randomly napping and like value that time for yourself. But I just wanted to add a caveat just because parent life is so different right now than I ever expected it to be and for so many people. So block time might not be a reality for you guys right now, and that's okay. Yeah, and honestly, this is just a buffet of experiences, right? Like 
take what works for you and be mindful of how you're currently showing up and see like, all right, maybe a Pomodoro method doesn't work for me. But perhaps what I can implement is when I am working, when I do have that 45 minutes to make sure my phone's off. Yes. Or to make sure I'm not checking my email 50 times a day and being more, maybe something could be like, all right, like I can't leave my bedroom or, but you can get dressed. We can all get dressed. Yes. And we can all say, I've been, there's very random things that I can do outside. Like I can't do a podcast interview outside, but I love being outside and sitting outside. Mm -hmm. So when it's nice, I might, that's when I'm checking Slack and communicating with my team and I'll force myself to go outside to do that. So yes, Mm -hmm. I'm still working in the time where I've normally like, I'm just going to sit on the deck and have a beer, but I'm still getting outside time and it feels good. And I feel proud and good at being productive Mm -hmm. because right now I have to take my windows where I can. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I think at the end of it, it's really about assessing those priorities. We mentioned that right now is really such a great time to identify what was working and what isn't serving us. And for us, I think just as a company, like not even necessarily individuals, but just as a company, we have simplified how much time out we're planning. We're we're only looking at 30 to 60 days at a time. Mm. We've talked about projects we want to complete. And in the past, we would have worked on, you know, two, three, four major projects at one time. And I've been very sensitive with my team to say, no, we're going to pick only one. Mm -hmm. We're going to completely implement before we move on. Because I just think the outside distraction and the outside stress and anxiety, like I don't need work to add on to everything else going on. And so if I can simplify, I honestly think we're getting just as much done, if not more than we were before. I agree. But somehow consistently readdressing priorities Mm -hmm. has helped us internally as a team. But even if you were doing this on an individual level, The simple act of looking at your to-do list or looking at the things you want to accomplish and focusing on what is my ultimate priority? What do I need to get done first? Mm -hmm. And making those priorities be the first thing you implement rather than the last thing you implement. It's really easy. I know when I first started working from home, it was like, oh, these are all my like 5, 10, 15 minute activities. I'm just going to knock them all out and then I'll get to the important thing. Mm -hmm. But then the important thing just kept not happening. Mm -hmm. And so for you, it seems to be that writing your book is your important thing right now. Mm -hmm. But for me or you or whoever's listening, it's okay if that thing is different from someone else's. It doesn't make it any less or more important. Right. But you have to be able to identify what it is and create structure and boundaries around it so you can protect it. Because I hate to like get on a soapbox when I don't have that kid. Well, no, I don't have a kid. And so like, I don't have that extra layer of distraction. Theoretically, my life should be the same. And it's not. It's not because you're going through a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I miss my nephew. It hurts to my bone at this Mm -hmm. point. Like I haven't hugged or kissed him in six weeks. And Mm -hmm. I used to watch him a full day a week and little things like that, where it's just like, I want I want things and that longing for what we did have, Mm -hmm. I think can often take away from us being 
productive in the moment. But like, I think there's a level of you can get it done and you can survive and you can feel okay and you can feel crappy sometimes. But at the end of the day, we'll keep moving. Mm -hmm. So what for you has allowed you to come into a rhythm? Because I think at first we were all... Everything went out the window really quickly, and I felt like we scrapped it all and started over. So have you been able to hit a new rhythm, and did it change a lot, or is it the same? Yeah, I mean, I'll say the first week or two, or I would say the first week and a half of like being on quarantine, I left New York like a day before the city shut down, and I came back to my parents' house, and I felt so overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, I need to be putting out all this new content right now. And everyone's oh. doing like COVID this and quarantine this and social distancing <laughs> this. I was like, do I, do I need to change my whole business plan? And <laughs> I was getting so caught up in, I need to create new content. I need to do all this stuff instead of what I really needed was to pause and zoom out and say, okay, yeah. what, like, what do I really need to be doing right now? And uh, what I did was I got in a call with, I was in a mastermind a few years ago and a couple of us did hot seats together. And so like, I was like, I don't know what to focus on. Like, Mm -hmm. should I be doing like social distancing type content? And every single person was like, work on your book, work on your book, work on your book. And because I have a deadline for my book, (laughs) I have an editor that's waiting to get it in her hands. And (laughs) so I think just kind of along the lines of what you just said is zooming out of your day and prioritizing because what is so easy for me to do, and I don't know if this is a personality type thing or if it's just like a human thing, is basically what I was doing was responding and reacting as opposed to like taking ownership. And yeah. so when I do that in my business, it's like I'm putting out all the little fires, you know, and then I get to the end of my day and I'm like, mm, but I haven't done like the one thing I really need what to do. do? Kind of yeah. like what you were just saying. And so for me, what that took was all right, I need outside perspective. And so gathering a few friends, we did a Zoom call and gathering other entrepreneurs who know what it's like to be in your situation and be like, I can't see outside of this. Can you give me some perspective? So Mm -hmm. I think that was super helpful for me. And then really going back to what am I doing and why? And I know that I'm here on the planet to be a voice to women. And I've been given an opportunity to do that through this book. So before anything else, before me trying to create all this new content, why don't I just like stick to that? And so I think that gave me a lot of freedom and released me from a lot of pressure. And then I just stopped looking at what everyone else is doing. I have to stay in my lane. And this is like outside of the circumstances that we're currently in. At the end of last year, I was like, I'm going to stop podcasting because all of my friends that have podcasts have like 30 million downloads and I suck at life because my numbers don't even compare to that and everyone else is growing and I'm not. So I was so consumed and stuck in the cycle of comparison that it was like sucking the life out of me and I wasn't able to stay true to my calling. Whereas when I sat down with my team and we looked at our numbers, we doubled in growth last year. That's amazing. Like Mm -hmm. stay focused on that. Like keep doing the next right thing. And for me, like literally the picture I have in my head is I put on blinders and I'm like, just take the next right step. And when I see a friend or like peer 
in my industry exploding in growth instead of being like, well, woe is me. I suck. Mm -hmm. And letting that like steal from my priority at hand, let that be evidence of what's possible for me. Because if it's possible for them, then it's 1000% possible for me. And so getting into a new rhythm for me has been a lot of surrender, Mm -hmm. surrender to, okay, today I'm just gonna get less done. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Guess what? My value and worth is not determined on how productive I am. And I don't have kids. I'm living with my family right now and I have younger sisters. And today, my this morning, my sister woke up sick. And so I spent Mm -hmm. some time with her. And you I was like, great, I'm not writing this morning. That's and what a gift. Yeah. What a gift that I get to get to be here. And so I think what I've been trying to focus on and what has helped me establish a new rhythm is just giving myself a lot of grace and just, you know, okay, we've never been in this circumstance before. And even if you have, even if you've worked from home your whole life, every day is new. And just because you were able to do something yesterday, maybe you're not gonna be able to do it today. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. Maybe you were super productive this morning and in the afternoon, you're like, I can't think or my child is constantly walking in. So I think a huge part of what this has looked like for me is surrender and letting go to how I think things should look. I was stressing myself out like crazy Mm -hmm. the first few weeks. I was like, I have to be working like eight hours a day at least, if not 10. Like Mm -hmm. I have so much to be doing. I'm running two businesses and I'm writing this book. I'm so important. And then I was like, you know what? If I work four to six hours a day right now, like that's a win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to like judge myself. I'm not going to judge others. I'm going to do what I can do and give myself grace that I, we, all of us are in a unique circumstance and life is probably going to look different. Yeah. I love that. Well, I don't know if you have any last rounding tips for our listeners, but maybe just a structured three to five, like here's some apps, here's some tools or some exercises to go through. If they are wanting to kind of feel a little bit prouder of the work that they're doing, get some clarity on their boundaries and their workspace and what their reality looks like, what would you suggest? Oh gosh. Okay. A couple things. So this may be for like the extroverts out there, mm-hmm. but I would say set up some connection points throughout your day. So great ways to do that is if you have a team, set up a team huddle from like 9am to 915 in the morning or at a, a point in the day that works for you guys. So you're connecting, you know, and it's, it's not just, what are you doing today? Like, what are you getting done? Like, how are you? So setting up connection points is super helpful, especially if you're feeling like starved for human connection. Other things like kind of how I said I did a hot seat, gather other entrepreneurs and get on the phone with them and do a hot seat. I do it to where it's like two minutes of sharing, 10 minutes of feedback. Here's what I'm struggling with my business today. Here's what I'm struggling with in my life. Go tell me, like, give me some perspective. And then I would say like apps and software that are super helpful right now, or you guys already mentioned it. Slack is so great for connecting with your team, Google Hangouts, Zoom, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then just as far as like productivity boundaries, these are just suggestions. Find, try it, work it to what works for you. But I would say if your time is limited and you really need to get the project done, put your phone on airplane mode or do not disturb. Turn off that iMessage. There's an app called Freedom App that was created for parents to help monitor their children on social media. And you can like (laughs) block yourself. You can basically block yourself from Instagram for a certain amount of time and whatever apps you want. And so if you're like, 
I have freedom at because sometimes I'm like, I just cannot not go on Instagram right now. I know I'm going to be distracted. So you can download the freedom app and pick, okay, from three to 5 PM, I'm literally, I'm not allowed to go on social media. (laughs) I really want to get this project done. And then I would say as much as you can, this little hack for me has changed so much for the first hour I wake up and the hour before I go to bed, no emails just protect that boundary. And it's good for your mind, your mental health and chilling out and allowing yourself to wake up. And then just have that grace for yourself. If there's like the biggest boundary you can have, like be gracious to yourself, be gracious to others and just get curious what's working, what's not working. And when I look back at this time, how will I have wanted to grow? Yeah. How will I have wanted to change? And what are tiny steps that I can implement we can't, if we've never run a marathon and if we've never run a mile, we can't run a marathon tomorrow. So instead of like, oh, there's all these tips, what do I do? Just pick one. Just yeah. pick one thing of what we've said and try it on. Like play dress up with it. Like you're a little kid. Oh, let's see if that fits. If it doesn't, toss it out. Try something else on. Yeah. Love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This has been so fun. (laughs) Well, where could people hang out with you online? Yeah. So I have a podcast. It's called The Refined Collective Podcast. We talk about everything from bachelor and bachelorette TV (laughs) to faith, to leadership, to personal development, to health and wellness, all the things. My website is called The Refined Woman and my Instagram is The Refined Woman as well. So yeah, come hang out, slide into my DMs. I love meeting new people and chatting Mm -hmm. it up. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.